Hey, faithful listener. Welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Acts. Good morning, faithful listeners, and happy Tuesday. I hope you all had a really, really great weekend. I actually did. I had a very fun weekend. My husband and I took a weekend trip together and we packed my dog in the car. We went down to an Airbnb. We got a whole bunch of steaks and cooked our own food. And it was just a really fun time. We did some trails, looked at the scenery and uh, just just had an enjoyable trip. I certainly needed it. It was the first trip I've taken with my husband in years, literally years. So it was a great time. Very, very happy to have had the opportunity to do that. But now I'm back and I am ready to talk about Acts chapter five today, verses one through 11. And of course, I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as I usually do. But grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea and your Bible. And let's read this together. Acts five, one through 11. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being aware of it, then brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? While you kept it, didn't it remain your own after it was sold? Wasn't it in your power? How is it that you have conceived this thing in your heart? You haven't lied to men, but to God. Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and died. Great fear came on all who heard these things. The young men arose and wrapped him up, and they carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife, not knowing what had happened, came in. Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. But Peter asked her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. She fell down immediately at his feet and died. The young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her by her husband. Great fear came on the whole assembly and on all who heard these things. So in order to understand what's happening here, we need a bit of a backstory. Acts chapter 4 had mentioned two things that was going on with the early church. The first thing was that the Holy Spirit was really, really moving in the early church. It actually says that the Holy Spirit was giving them great grace. The early church was growing in crazy numbers. The Holy Spirit was performing miracles through the disciples and through the people who um, were part of the early church movement. And just a lot of really, really cool things were happening with the early church. So that's the first thing you have to realize going into Acts chapter five. The Holy Spirit was moving. The second thing you got to realize is that at the very end of Acts chapter four, it mentions that the early church, every member had everything in common. And so a lot of the members would sell possessions to give the money to the poor from those possessions. There's one guy mentioned by name. His name was Joseph, and he sold so much and gave so much money to the early church that they actually renamed Joseph Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement, because this guy was so encouraging with uh, his gifts, basically. So those are the two things you got to realize going into Acts chapter five. The Holy Spirit was really moving. And obviously the Holy Spirit is God really moving in the early church. And secondly, there were some really encouraging people that were giving a lot to the poor. 
So it says here in verse one of Acts chapter five that a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. Ananias is part of the early church along with Sapphira, his wife. And they kind of want the same treatment that Barnabas got. You know, the guy that was renamed son of encouragement. They sort of want that same treatment is what it looks like. And so it says that both Ananias and Sapphira were in this together. It says his wife was aware of it. And they decided together to lie about how much they sold a piece of land for. So they kept back part of the amount for themselves. Okay. So it says here that Ananias brings part of the amount of the sale of the land and lay it at the apostles' feet. Ananias by himself. So he brings it to the apostles and he's like, look how much I sold this piece of land for. Look how great I am. Like, look at all this money I am donating to the church right now. And uh, I'm making light of it. It's not really a light thing, but this is probably some of the stuff that is going through Ananias's head because he purposefully chose to lie about how much he sold that land for. So he brings the amount to the apostles and it says that he lays it at the apostles' feet. But Peter says to Ananias, he says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land? While you kept it, didn't it remain your own? And after it was sold, wasn't it in your power? So that's the thing here. Nobody was forcing anybody to give anything at the beginning of this early church movement. Nobody was forcing anybody to give anything. People were choosing to give. And that's exactly what Peter is saying here. He's like, you know, Ananias, did we force you to give anything? Did you choose to sell that land yourself? Was that money not in your possession after you sold the land? So why are you lying about this? He actually says, why has Satan filled your heart? So somehow Peter got some sort of prophecy from God that this is what Ananias was doing. Don't forget, Holy Spirit was moving in the early church. And so Peter gets a message from the Holy Spirit that Ananias is lying about how much money he made from the sale of his property. And Peter says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie? So in other words, why have you allowed Satan to fill your heart with lies? Why have you allowed Satan to tempt you? And why did you listen to that temptation? Because if you look down in verse four, it actually says, how is it that you have conceived this thing in your heart? So he does put blame on Ananias, even though Satan was definitely involved with this entire scheme and this plot, Ananias allowed Satan to do that. So this begs the question, was Ananias a Christian and was Sapphira a Christian? Personally, I believe, yes, they were. I do think that they were Christians. That's my own personal thing, though. It doesn't actually say in scripture whether they were or were not. But we do know that God can and will judge Christians. There's actually a verse about that in 1 Corinthians where um, the people are like taking communion, but they're doing it the wrong way. And Paul actually says that they are eating and drinking God's judgment on them when they do communion in a in a um, ungodly way. This is not something that is commonly taught in Christian circles. A lot of times what is taught is, oh, we get a free pass because we have forgiveness from God. And, you know, because of Jesus's blood, we get a free pass and we're not going to be judged by God. But that is untrue. And 
Scripture is very clear, actually, that that is untrue. I mean, what's that verse that Paul talks about? Should we sin more because grace abounds? No, we should not. So yes, God's grace abounds and God's grace is amazing. And Jesus's blood has forgiven us. And because of Jesus's blood, we do have um, eternal comfort if we choose to believe in Jesus as our savior. But that doesn't mean that if we sin in the future that we're not going to face consequences for those sins. And Ananias here had to face the consequence of his sin here. Now you might, you might be asking, well, why don't we see this in the church nowadays? Here's the thing. This portion of scripture reminds me of what the temple looked like way, way back in the book of like numbers when the temple was being built in the wilderness. Remember all the the things that the priests and the high priest would have to do in order to not desecrate God's temple. And if they messed up, God would immediately pour out judgment on them. The Holy Spirit here was moving in insane ways in the early church. And because God's Holy Spirit is so holy and so pure, we get like eaten up in his presence God's presence is like the sun. And yes, I learned this off of the Bible project. (laughs) God's presence is like the sun. The sun is so amazing. It gives us life. It gives us heat. We wouldn't be able to survive without the sun, right? But the closer we get to the sun, we get eaten up. We can't be in the sun's presence. We can't even look at the sun without our eyeballs like uh, being burned out of the sockets. We are unable to bear the sun. So God's presence is kind of similar to that in a way. And we have to be holy in order to be able to bear the the majesty of God's presence. The early church was the best example we're going to have of paradise on earth that you could ever get. So the Holy Spirit being around the early church was a wonderful thing. It's what everybody wants. It's what everybody is looking for. But with the Holy Spirit being around, we also have to be holy. So Ananias here, he got things wrong. He sinned in front of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Peter says. Peter says, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? Not to the church, not to the apostles. Why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? You haven't lied to men, but to God is what it says in verse four. So Ananias didn't lie to the early church. He was lying to God about this thing. And the Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit knew exactly what was going on. And so Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and died. And great fear came on all who heard these things. So a lot of people wonder, like, how did Ananias die? Most people say he had a heart attack because, like, his heart was filled with evil or something like that. I don't know how he died. I have no clue. It doesn't say. But whatever it was, it was probably miraculous in some way. It was God enacting judgment on Ananias because the exact same thing happens to Sapphira three hours later. So clearly this was God enacting judgment on both Ananias and Sapphira who were in on this lie together. They both chose to lie to the Holy Spirit. So a lot of people like to say, you know, this was so over the top for God to do this. 
This was the start of corruption in the church. Who knows how this would have snowballed if God would have just winked at it. God doesn't wink at sin and he never will. So Ananias and Sapphira die. And personally, I do believe, I do believe that they were saved. You you guys might disagree with me on that one because they allowed Satan to influence them. But Christians are not above the temptation from Satan. Because if we were, we wouldn't sin. The flesh works side by side and Satan, he knows exactly what our desires are. He's very, very good at picking out what we enjoy, right? And what our lusts are. Clearly, Sapphira and Ananias here had a bent towards greed and Satan kind of used that. He was like, hey, Ananias, you know, you don't have to give that entire amount to the church. You can hold some back for yourself and still get all the glory of giving to the church. So Satan uses our bents, I suppose, against us. But we allow, we can allow Satan to do that or we can allow Satan to not do that or we can reject it. We can be like, yeah, you know, Satan, you're probably right about uh, that. I can probably get away with it. Or you can be like, nah, I'm not going to have anything to do with that because I want to please God. And I know that this is a sin. That's why Paul, once again, who I talk about a lot on this podcast, but he hasn't been introduced yet. (laughs) Paul says we need to renew our minds every single day, every minute, basically. Renew means to make new. So we can reprogram our thoughts and it's actually uh, proven that we can do that. We can reprogram our thought life to be more positive and to, to focus on things that are better than what we used to focus on. That is actually proven and it reshapes our mind. And it's so cool how Paul had no clue about that way back thousands of years ago when he wrote that. But it's actually true. We can, in fact, renew our minds. That's why we pray in the Lord's Prayer. God, lead us away from temptation, deliver us from evil. So to conclude here, Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, died. They died and were buried together. God immediately enacted judgment on those two people. And whether or not they were saved, I don't know. But if they were saved, their souls immediately went up into heaven. So in some ways, (laughs) this is going to sound kind of nutty. In some ways, this was God being super merciful in a way on not only the early church, but also on Sapphira and Ananias themselves. Because if they did believe in Jesus and if they did believe in the resurrection of Jesus and if they put their faith in Jesus, then they were going up to heaven immediately to live in paradise, basically. But I I don't want to stop the podcast before mentioning verse 11. Great fear came on the whole assembly and on all who heard these things. That's a good thing. There are so many people nowadays that are like, you know, we shouldn't actually fear God. I once had a camp counselor years ago. (laughs) I was probably like 14. And I went to this like weekend camp and the, the camp counselor was like doing a devotional with me. It was a Christian camp. And she was like, you know, sometimes I just talk to God like, you know, I'm just like, Hey, buddy, you know, like what's going on here? Why would you do this? And I I remember thinking because I grew up IFB Baptist and IFB Baptist, you respect God. Okay, you you do not talk to God like that. And I remember thinking like, I think that's kind of disrespectful, you know, and to this day, I still remember that. And I still think that that's disrespectful. We should have a respect and a fear of God. What does Jesus say about that? He says, 
fear the one who can cast your soul in hell. (laughs) That's talking about God, okay? Jesus himself said that we should fear God. We should have deep respect for God because God can literally do whatever he wants to do. And thankfully, because he's so merciful, he doesn't just immediately destroy us, but he can do whatever he wants to do. And God is the maker of heaven and earth. God is the maker of you. He's the maker of me. And God is so beyond us. He's so much more powerful than us that, yeah, we should have fear and reverence of God. And that doesn't mean like shaking in our boots, you know, at the the mention of God's name, because God does want to have a relationship with us. He wants us to be his children. He wants us to be able to talk to him comfortably. But that reverence and that awe should always be there with everything we do regarding God. Have you guys been hearing the thunder behind me? (laughs) I have a little thunderstorm going on. Uh, It's been a nice rainy day, but uh, sorry if the thunder distracted you from the episode. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but I hope this episode was good for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it and it brought some perspective to you about God's magnificence and how he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever, and how we should fear and we should respect God and we should certainly never lie to the Holy Spirit. We need to respect the Holy Spirit because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is living inside of us. And so we have to make our temples as pure for the Holy Spirit as possible, basically. Even though it's very difficult, we still have a sin nature. God does understand that we have a sin nature, but for the most part, we need to make sure that we keep our temples as pure as possible, renewing our minds every single day so that we don't make the same mistake Ananias and Sapphira made. Guys, I'll see you all tomorrow for an episode out of Judges chapter 6. Until then, happy listening, and as always, God bless. Thank you.